Welcome to How Do You Feel, a podcast with info and inspo to help you tune in to your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I'm your host, Casey Zavaleta, and together we'll explore how we can optimize our physical and mental health so that we radiate positivity and happiness from the inside out. Hi, everyone. Welcome to How Do You Feel? Welcome to the first episode of 2021. I know that many of us were very ready for 2020 to be over and for a new year to start. This week on the podcast, I want to do just a little bit of reflecting on the monumental year that was 2020. And then I want to facilitate you all being able to look forward into 2021 and set some intentions for yourself. We're going to talk about this idea of resolutions and the bad rep that they've gotten and why, but what I want to do is I want to give you some tools and I want to give you a process to set intentions for yourself for the year and move into the year feeling the way that you want to feel. Before we talk about that, let's talk about 2020. I wrote something and posted it on social media last week about my reflections, my personal reflections from 2020, and I'm going to go ahead and read what I wrote. I think I've written and rewritten this post in my head a hundred times, and perhaps that is a better representation of this year than anything that I could write. The reason is that while I feel like many wish they could, I never want to forget 2020. This year has changed me in almost every conceivable way. It's changed the energy and presence that I bring to interactions. It's changed the dialogue in my head, the way that I talk to myself. I have a newfound ability to show a much truer vulnerability than I've shown in the past. I approach challenges differently. I have a newfound confidence in myself and who I am. And because of that, the way that I navigate the world honestly feels completely different than it did at the start of this year. It is because of all of this that I feel incredibly peaceful about whatever is poised to come my way in 2021 and beyond. I think in the past, at the start of the year, there's always been a little bit of underlying uncertainty about what is to come, what will I do, Will it be enough? Will I be happy? Will I be satisfied? And I don't have any of those concerns this year. I'm just so confident in who I am and my ability to move forward in the world. And I just believe that what will happen is meant to happen. And I'm just not worried about it anymore. I say all of this in fear that it sounds insensitive to the intensity that so many have faced in regards to their physical health, mental health, livelihood, and opportunities this year. Please don't mistake my words as dismissive of all of this. Whatever lows you faced, I hope that you pause to consider what you can take with you as we move into a fresh new year. I can't stop thinking about how we all have a finite amount of time in this earth and how even the biggest challenges we face are an important part of our collective human experience. In the past, 
I have done the dance of trying to erase entire years from my mind. And trust me, it has never worked in my favor. What you cannot face, you cannot learn from. I want to repeat that. What you cannot face, you cannot learn from. It makes me so sad to think about the growth left on the table for those that want so much to forget this year. So while in some ways it feels nice to say goodbye to 2020, personally, I'm also promising myself that I will never, ever forget this year and the way that it has transformed me. Even if you look back on this year and your memories are clouded by negativity and hardship, I hope that within that, You can still cultivate some gratitude for the lessons you learned and the stronger human that you became because of the challenges that you faced. I know that many of us feel relieved to have hit 2021 because we felt like 2020 was carrying a little bit of bad juju with it. And I think that's great. I think that the positive energy that everyone is moving into 2021 with can only serve us well. So as we think about moving forward into a new year, traditionally, many people set New Year's resolutions. Now, there's been a lot of backlash in more recent years regarding New Year's resolutions. And I think the reason is because traditionally resolutions are very, very closely tied with diet culture. Many of the resolutions that people set, the most common one would be a weight loss goal or a resolution to go on a diet to change their body in some way. So I think the word resolution is probably very bogged down by all of those connotations that it has with diet culture, but it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't really matter what you call it, whether it's a goal or a resolution or an intention. This is just a time, it's just an opportunity to be able to move forward having made a commitment to ourselves to be better in some way. So I like to call them intentions. I don't inherently have any problem with the word resolution. I don't think that anyone should feel at all obligated to set a resolution that's some kind of weight loss goal or to go on a diet. That's definitely not what I believe in. But you can set a different type of resolution, or you can call them goals for yourself, whatever resonates with you. I want to walk everyone through my process of how I set intentions for the year. It's a very simple step-by-step process that you can walk yourself through. The first question that I ask myself is, how do I want to feel this year? Go figure, podcast is called How Do You Feel? (laughs) This is definitely a theme that comes up for me all the time. But I do some reflecting. I wrote in my journal a couple of days ago about how I want to feel this year. I think this is important because in life, really all we do, everything we do, is seeking a feeling. We're trying to feel some way. So whether that's in our interactions with others, we want those to feel good. Whether it's things that we buy or working to make money so that money can buy us objects or experiences that feel good in the moment. It's really 
kind of what we do as humans. It's just we, we seek these good feelings. The problem is that we get a little bit messed up as humans because we're very biased towards what feels good in the short term. And the more short-term dopamine spikes that we get from engaging in behaviors that feel really good, but that doesn't always make us feel good in the longer term, the longer run. This is obvious. Obviously, it's more pleasurable in the moment to eat the donut, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to feel good a couple of hours later. Or on an even more macro scale, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to feel good in your body when you're eating foods like that on a regular basis. Okay, so we zoom out a little bit and think overall, how do I want to feel? I would take some time to really dive into that and do some free writing about how you wanna feel. Just a quick side note on this. If historically you have been someone who has set New Year's resolutions that are geared around weight loss or a diet, I want you to think about how you've felt after engaging in that and after chasing that certain goal after, say, a month or so. Did you feel energized and really good about yourself? Or did you tend to feel worn down, tired, and not great about yourself? I think this is the danger of setting these sort of classic, quote-unquote, resolutions. It comes from a place of ourselves deep down not being good enough the way that we are or the way that our body is right now. And so it doesn't come really from a place of self-love. It tends to come from a place of more negativity, self-negativity, maybe even self-hatred. And when that's what underlies a resolution or a goal that we set, it's never really going to serve us in the long run. So let's try to stay away from those resolutions that are geared around things that the diet culture tells us that we are supposed to value and let's maybe challenge why we feel the need to set those types of goals. Then the next question is, who is the person that feels that way? What is the identity of that person? We know that sustainable change happens when you can address your identity, your beliefs about yourself in relation to your actions. So let's go through an example. Let's say that something that came up for you and you asked yourself how you want to feel was peaceful. You want to feel peaceful, relaxed, and at ease in 2021. So who is the person that feels that way? When we picture that person, it's someone that is not burdened by the tasks that they have to do for the day and not burdened by work. It's the person that can be a little bit spontaneous and isn't white knuckling their way through their days. So now we formulated this idea of who is that person that feels that way. Then step number three, this is the point when we move into what exactly does that look like? And this is where we find the actions that will make 
that feeling happen. So in this example, if you want to feel peaceful, some actions that you might then pull that that would help you to feel that way might be having a boundary with your phone. Every evening you turn it off at say 6 p.m. Or it might be about taking a midday walk to take a break from the work tasks that you have to do. It might be instilling a system for prioritizing your tasks for the day so you don't feel so scattered and frenzied and unsure of what needs to get done and therefore you can feel more peaceful and easeful. Those might resonate with you or different actions might resonate with you based on your own life. Now, when you pick these actions, there are three things that I want you to focus on. The first one is I want you to be unbelievably specific about what you will do. If you're setting a boundary with your phone, it would be easy to say, I'm going to use my phone less. That's super wishy-washy. There's so much gray area within that. What does that mean for you on a daily basis? Get specific about what exactly you will do so that you don't have to constantly be making decisions about what that looks like when the time arises. The second thing I want you to think about is I want you to keep it very small. I would say probably the biggest mistake that people make at this time of year when they think about setting resolutions or intentions is their goals are way too lofty. We're very excited and motivated because it's the beginning of the year. We've just rung in the new year. Everyone's talking about their resolutions. So we set these massive goals thinking that we're going to completely overhaul our actions just because it's January 1st. That's not actually realistic. If you think about what tends to happen when we hit February or March, a lot of times those goals have been so big that they're not actually sustainable over the whole year. So we want to scale it down. Whatever your gut reaction was for what you thought you should do, I want you to pull it back and make it even simpler. Something that you can picture yourself doing the entire year. So if currently, we'll stick with our example, if currently you don't have any boundaries regarding your phone and you're just on it all the time, Instead of saying that you're going to turn it off at 6 p.m. and never use it in the evenings, that might be way too big to start off with. You might say, I'm going to turn it off between 6 and 6.30 p.m. for dinner every day, and I'm just going to start there. It's small. It's 30 minutes. It's tied to you eating dinner. So that's going to make you way more successful with that action because it's not such a huge, huge change from where you currently are. That doesn't mean that down the road, you can't increase the scope of that goal once you've been consistent with it for a month or two. The final thing I want you to think about is where in your day will this go? I hear people all the time say, I'm going to meditate every day, but they don't identify exactly when that is going to happen. Or they might sort of identify, they might say in the evening, I'm going to meditate, but they haven't still been specific enough about exactly what they will stack that action with. So stack it with something that you do every day. Personally, with the meditation one, I've found that meditating literally first thing in the morning has been the easiest 
for me to establish a really regular practice with. Pick something that is really black and white and will eliminate any decision making that needs to be done when that moment arises or when the day arises. So that's our three-step system for setting your intentions. We begin by thinking about how we want to feel. Then we think about who is the person that feels that way. And then we move into what that looks like and what are the actions that you want to take. And that's where your goals, resolutions, intentions for 2021 will come from. Let's walk through one more example using this three-step system. So let's say that something that came up for you really prominently when you thought about how you want to feel is confident. Who is the person that feels confident? We can picture it. It's someone that says what they mean. It's someone who laughs without reserve. It's someone who doesn't edit themselves for the rest of the world. It's someone that's really tuned in to who they are and what they want, and then they're willing to express that to others and ask for what they need. So how does that translate into action? Of course, this is going to be really dependent on what your life looks like, but some ideas for that might be having a journaling practice where you get in touch with what you need and what you want, and in writing that, That makes it easier for you to express that outwardly and express that to others. It might be about addressing your self-talk. So how are you talking to yourself in your head? If you talk down to yourself in your head, you are not going to come across as a confident person. You need to be able to build yourself up in your own mind so that then you can build yourself up outwardly and to others. It might be a mantra that you say to yourself every day. And that might work into a journaling practice or a meditation practice. So these are just ideas for actions that you might come up with. But remember, be really specific about what you want to do. Get specific about when it will happen as well. And then keep it very small so that it's sustainable over the whole year. Okay, everyone. I think that's it from me today. Thank you very much for tuning in to the first episode of the year. I'm really looking forward to putting together some awesome content for you all over the course of the coming year. If you have any topics that you really are looking forward to hearing about, please reach out and let me know. I always love input from the listeners and suggestions on who would be good to have on the podcast or you know what subject you would like to hear me talk about. I think I want to leave you all with this. Looking back on this year, looking back on the immense growth that I've personally felt, I feel like one of the most important skills that we can learn in this lifetime is to have an awareness of ourselves, of who we are deep, deep down at our core, of what is important to us and what our values are, and therefore what we want. The more you can connect to that, and the more you can get really clear on that, the more you can then go do the stuff that is going to get you those things, and you can express it to others, and you can ask for what you need. I just know myself so much better this year 
I feel. And it really affects then my outward expression of who I am and what I need. And it allows me also to give others more of my energy instead of it being stuck internally. So I think if anything else, my hope for everyone this year is that we gain more of an awareness about who we are, what we want, what we need, and then learn to express that to others. That really, in my experience, is what makes me feel my best. Okay, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love if you could share the show with a friend or with someone that you feel like could benefit from the things that we talk about on how do you feel. I always very much appreciate ratings and reviews. They really do go a long way. Okay, everybody. I think that's it for me. As always, make sure you get out there and do something that makes you feel good today. And happy 2021.